lions and tigers and bears? Oh my. Oh yeah, and also coronavirus, cancer, poverty, getting old, being alone, and what other people think. Today, as you might have guessed, we are talking about fear and how to overcome it in our lives to live our best life. So let's get to it. Hey friends, I'm Lindsay Ashworth, and this is the Celebration Effect podcast, the podcast that gives you the tools and knowledge you need to stop living for the someday and start celebrating the now. Together, we'll celebrate our minds, bodies, and souls and realize that life is cause for celebration. I'm so grateful you're here. Welcome back to the Celebration Effect podcast. I'm Lindsay Ashworth, and I'm finally back for another episode of the podcast. It has been a while, folks, and if you are listening to this real time, then you're still quarantined in your homes because of corona. Unfortunately, I'm not talking about the one that you sip on a beach somewhere in Mexico. Now, I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the virus itself because Let's face it, you've probably been inundated with all the news, fake news, sad news, fearful news that you can handle for a lifetime. So while the topic today does touch on what we're all feeling around the world right now, it's actually not the inspiration for this episode. The inspiration for this episode comes from why I have been MIA for a while now. So I'll tell you a little bit about that because although I have typically been a very private person in the past, I know now that my mess is my message and what I'm learning in this lifetime I think is beneficial to share so that we can all learn a little bit something. So as most of you know, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer about a year ago and this is actually her third time being diagnosed with various breast cancer diagnoses. Diagnoses? I don't know. <laughs> trying to make light of the situation because that's how I handle it. But um, this one seemed to be extremely aggressive. And long story short, she decided to pursue alternative forms of healing instead of traditional medicine. And a lot of people always ask me right about now how I feel about the alternative route. And honestly, I feel that everyone should have complete say over what they do or don't do to their body. So I really just feel like if that's what she wants to do and that's the path she wants to go on, then that is what she should do. So, however, things took a pretty dramatic turn over the past month or so, and my mom, who was in Mexico at a holistic healing center in Tijuana, suddenly lost all feeling in her legs, and she was rushed to a hospital in the U.S. and eventually discovered that the cancer had spread to her spine and she was paralyzed from the chest down. So, needless to say, it was extremely devastating. Um, my sisters and I rushed to her aid and found ourselves in a very exhausting and challenging role of caregiver. And I won't go into all the details, but it was extremely taxing both physically and emotionally. You know, you go through so many emotions that you have to deal with in, you know, emergency situations. And then on top of that, there's always the family dynamics that is, you know, of added pressure. So, 
Then, of course, you add traveling during this time, this crazy, crazy time of the coronavirus. And so there's a lot going on inside my head. And so I had to process that and I'm still processing it. And that is kind of the gist of, you know, why I've kind of fallen off on social and why I haven't been blogging and and podcasting as much. So I'll kind of close off that situation by kind of saying that my mom is living back in Arizona with my stepdad, um, but it's really unclear what's going to happen next. You know, I get a lot of texts from people asking how she's doing and, you know, I answer them all the same way that she's okay today, but it's a day by day process. And as you can imagine, she's dealing with all of these emotions on her own, you know, and so waking up one day without your legs is just it's it's life changing and it's just so hard to process. So um, as you can imagine, it's just something that we as a family have been, you know, going through and processing. So it's kind of crazy because I totally haven't had much time to stress, honestly, about the coronavirus because of this whole situation going on with my family. Um, you know, I had to, I had to hop on a plane basically the day after we were kind of on lockdown in California. So um it was just, there was a lot of anxiety around it, just getting on the plane and not knowing, like, I just basically assumed I was going to get it when I got on the plane. Cause I didn't really know if it was viral, how it was spread at the time, there wasn't a lot of info. And honestly, I, I don't feel like that has changed that much. Nobody really knows, um, what's going on, but uh, you know, I kind of am looking at it as almost a blessing in disguise because we haven't really been able to focus too much on being scared around the virus. So that's a good thing. Um, but on our way back home from our trip on the plane, my sister and I were talking about cancer and this kind of fear that a lot of us have around illness. And I know for me, cancer seems to be everywhere in my family and in my friends' families. And it just feels really scary, mostly because we don't know where or how it comes about. You know, you start to question your own lifestyle and you wonder, am I living the most healthy life I can be living? Should I be working out more, less? Should I be drinking turmeric, you know, taking more vitamins? You know, you start to ask yourself these questions and you start to ask yourself those hard hitting questions that sometimes we try to avoid, right? Like, why are we even here? And other questions like, um, you know, why did this happen to this person and not to another person? And why do some people get sick and others live long and healthy lives, right? So I think really the biggest reason why it's so fearful and also why the coronavirus has been so fearful is just that unknown factor. We fear the unknown because we don't know what's going to happen next. And that's super uncomfortable for our brains. Our brains like to know what's predictable, what's coming next. And there are just so many unanswered questions. And just like cancers and other illnesses, you don't know why some people get sicker than others. And it can be so scary. And it can be easy to get caught up in it and almost be obsessive about the fear that is brought up with these kinds of with these kinds of cases. So I wanted to look a little deeper at fear today and how we can overcome it in our lives, whether it's about illness or it's just about something else that we have fear over in our life. So I wanted to start with one of my favorite books by Napoleon Hill called Outwitting the Devil. 
It's a little bit strange until you read it because the author is basically interviewing the devil, um, which sounds a little strange, but I'll tell you that the book is way before its time and it has a lot to offer, so I highly recommend it. But the devil tells Napoleon that the six most effective fears are the fear of poverty, criticism, ill health, loss of love, old age, and death. And of course, he says they're effective because the devil is speaking about how he controls people. And these are the most effective fears that he puts in people's minds to do so. And even though this book was written a very long time ago, it's still so true because if we look at our own lives and what we're fearful of on a day-to-day basis, I don't think there's one fear that we have that doesn't trace back to one of those six fears, wouldn't you say? Maybe you're thinking about a few of your biggest fears right now. I'm pretty positive they're all rooted in one of those six types of fear. So back to the book, the devil says, I plant these fears in the minds of people so deftly that they believe them to be their own creation. Fear of the thing which does not exist is just as useful to me as a fear of that which does exist. All forms of fear extend the space I occupy in the human mind. So what's he telling us here? He's saying that fear and worry are simply the belief or worry about something that doesn't even exist yet. Think about that for a second. What are you worried about today? What are you fearful of? And has it happened yet? I used to be extremely fearful of flying, but I had never crashed in a plane. I am often scared of losing my job and subsequently my house but that hasn't happened yet either. (laughs) The point is that oftentimes, and most of the time, we fear things that don't exist in the moment and probably won't ever happen. There's a great quote that says, fear doesn't stop death, it stops life. Because so often we live our lives so scared to make the wrong decisions or Um, decisions that might end up in a place that never will happen. And so that is literally stopping us from living. We think we're protecting ourselves, but it's literally stopping us from pursuing our biggest fears and living our best lives. So as usual, we can pretty much blame our brains for feeling this way because fear comes directly from the unconscious reptilian brain. So our reptilian brain is programmed to help us to survive in a prehistoric world. And so we're programmed to fear anything that might be associated with a threat to our survival. Makes sense, right? So when our brain recognizes a threat to our survival, i.e. when we think of getting cancer, or we're scared of what someone will think of us, or um, we're thinking about losing our job. The response is fear and therefore fight or flight. I'm sure you guys have um, heard that before. It's actually fight, flight, or freeze. You know someone who's always ready to um, throw down when they're scared. You also know the people that just like freeze up. I think that's me. (laughs) And then there's the other people that just run away, right? So fear invokes one of those three responses. So our brain signals us to be anxious, to get that adrenaline pumping in hopes that it's going to save us from a tiger or a bear. But in reality, we're just sitting on our couch, freaking the F out for no good reason, right? 
Here's the irony in all of this. This kind of constant state of fear, anxiety, and worry is actually training the body to constantly live in survival mode. And when we maintain stress in our lives over long periods of time, the body gets exhausted and our internal resources become depleted, which not only makes us unhappy, but it also makes us physically sick which is ironic because so many times and in what we're going through specifically right now in this world, that's exactly what we are most fearful of. Isn't that, isn't that just ironic? Isn't it ironic, don't you think? So in another one of my favorite books that I've talked about here before is called Conversations with God. And the author says this, all human actions are motivated at the deepest level by two emotions, fear or love. It says, in truth, there are only two emotions. Every human thought and every human action is based in either love or fear. There is no other human motivation. There are only different twists on the same theme. So what does that mean? It means we have a choice. We can be motivated by fear or we can be motivated by love. So I have a question for you. What are you choosing to live from today? Are you choosing to think thoughts that stem from love, like being courageous, creative, helpful, productive, supportive? Or are you choosing to think thoughts that are rooted based in fear, like guilt, things like worry, thoughts of doubt, lack, or scarcity? And I don't want to confuse this right now with a lack of compassion or empathy, because as an empathetic and extremely sensitive person, I truly have to be careful about where I place my energy. And that's why I don't watch the news. You know, there is very little we can control in our lives, but we do have control over our thoughts and how we perceive and interpret the world around us. And so because of that, I want to talk about some resources to help us release fear that still allows us to have compassion and still allows us to take action if we can to help others during a hard time or even ourselves during a hard time, right? Because there's a lot of people going through hardship right now. People have lost jobs. People are seeing family and friends get sick and worse. And so what can we do to continue to live our lives while there is so much turmoil and fear? When it comes to our friends and family's health issues, things that are just so out of our control, the only thing we can do to, is, is to be there to support those people, right? Whether that means physically, emotionally, financially, our time, our influence, whatever support that looks like, for you, that is all that we can do in those times, right? We can raise money and we can donate and we can volunteer. But beyond that, in our minds and our bodies, we have to somehow find peace, peace of mind so that we can celebrate our lives, right? So the first way that we can really do that is through hitting the reset button for ourselves. And this is the true self-care that everyone is always talking about. And that is where, you know, exercise and yoga and meditation come into play. Getting our minds into that homeostasis and hitting that reset button so that we aren't constantly in that fight, flight, or freeze mode. You know, making ourselves literally sick from worry and fear. You know, we wonder why so many people are sick and why so many people have so many issues. And we have to ask ourselves, are we 
constantly in this state of fear because we have so much that we have to be quote unquote fearful nowadays, right? You're constantly in traffic, worrying about this and that. You're at the office worrying about this and that. You come home and you have these situations. So not only are we fearful of these larger issues, but we have to remember that we create anxiety in our lives just on the everyday level. Those little things, they might seem little, but where is your mind and body at during this time, right? So on top of that, I have some questions that you can ask yourself to help guide you through and evaluate and overcome your fears as you have them. So I'm going to go through each of them here, but you guys can grab your own worksheet um, over at atouchofla.com slash fear worksheet. That's all one word. And remember, journaling is so important because or getting your thoughts out onto paper. Because remember, 95% of our thoughts are on autopilot. So even though you think saying them out loud will help you work through them, you're going to get so much more benefit by writing them down. So again, head over to atouchofla.com slash fear worksheet one word, to print out your own copy for the next time you're feeling anxious. You can take yourself through these questions and really evaluate, you know, is this rational fear? You know, how can I move through this fear and get to the next point? So the first question on the worksheet is, what is the worst that could happen? So if you're fearful about something, write down what's the absolute worst that could happen. My mentor, Jim Fortin, always says this. He says, Everything is, always will be, and always has been fine. And this comes back to that whole thing about the universe has my back, right? Everything happens for a reason. Now, in times of turmoil and sadness and horrifying events, that statement can be very annoying. I get it. But we also have to realize that Sometimes our fear really isn't about something very serious, but oftentimes the worst case scenario truly isn't as bad as we think it is. So if we journal about it, we can often remind ourselves of, of this fact. So the next question on the worksheet is, what's the best thing that could happen? What if you turn this on its head and instead of worrying about the very worst thing, you completely flipped it and said, what's the exact opposite? You know, maybe you are worried about your health, um, you know, over time and you're worried because, you know, cancer runs in your family or this or that. What if you live till 106? You know, what if you are just the epitome of health for the rest of your life? What does that look like? And also, as you write it, notice how your energy changes when you think and you write about that situation, how that makes you feel. That's what you're after, that, that opposite feeling. You'd be surprised on how that can uplift you. And then the next question is, if the worst was eminent, how would I live today? So this is truly about celebrating our life. We often ask people, you know, if you had just one day to live, one week, one month, or one year, what would you do? And we list all of these things, right? Those are the ways that you celebrate life. Remember that every everyone is different. The way that you celebrate it, some people like to travel, some people like to be with family, maybe there are all of those things together. You know, the point is that you could be spending your time the next 
whatever it is you have to live to be celebrating your life, to be with family, to be traveling, pursuing your goals and dreams, doing things instead of the worry and the fear, because that's what this podcast is all about, right? The next question is, if the worst happened, what's one good thing that could come out of this? Is there just one thing or one person that could benefit from this situation? Maybe it's just, you know, a learning lesson. That is what this life is all about, right? So remember, you never lose. You either win or you learn, right? And I had to remind someone recently that we don't learn in the fun situations, right? We don't learn when everything's going our way. We learn when things are crappy, right? And so that's something to to keep in mind. And oftentimes we don't know that until afterwards. But this this worksheet helps you to think about that, to, to put yourself in a different state. Once this is all over, you know, what does that look like? What can I learn from this? The next question is, and I love this, how can I love myself more in this moment? not to be reactive and show myself more self-compassion. This fear, I think this question might come out of a different type of fear. Maybe you're, you have a fear of being judged, um, you know, or maybe it's about a relationship problem that you're going through. How, how can you love yourself more, show yourself more compassion, give yourself a break, right? And realize that you're only human. Sometimes it's good to just ask yourself these questions. The next question is, what if I was okay with this? How would I feel without that burden? They say on the other side of fear lies freedom. And if we can let go of fear, we can truly be free. So what would it look like if you were okay with whatever situation, if you just surrendered to the idea? What what does that look like? And the last question is my favorite because... It is, is my fear counter to my ultimate goal? Now, this is a new way of thinking that I recently kind of discovered, and I think it will help you guys too. So this is really around the fear when you're thinking of doing something. So it doesn't have a lot to do probably with illness or anything like that, but more when you are truly wanting to do something in your life. Maybe it's because you want a better relationship or maybe you want to pursue a very big dream that you have. And maybe you're you're scared of leaving a bad relationship for fear that you might not find someone else. Or um, let's see, maybe it's you're scared of pursuing a big goal for fear that you may not achieve it. So these are both examples of when your fear is out of alignment with what you really want, right? You want that great relationship. You want that amazing opportunity. You want that huge, you know, you want that book deal. I don't know. (laughs) You want that amazing house, but you have to make a decision that's scary to get there. Once you realize that that decision, just because it's scary, you have to face that fear in order to get that goal, to to have that thing, to receive that ultimate goal, you have to overcome that fear. Does that make sense? Because sometimes I think we do this to to ourselves, where we say, "Oh, well, it's it's scary, so it, you know, probably isn't for me. Like that doesn't feel right. You know, for me, it's like 
if I'm going to do a podcast on something that I feel like will be controversial, that's scary to me. You know, I, um, you know, I want to be liked. I want people not to judge me, all the things, right? I want to, um, I have a lot of goals in my, in my business, right? But some of them are scary. Does it, does it mean that I'm not going to do them because, because I think, oh, it must not be the right decision because it doesn't feel good in my heart. Well, it doesn't feel good in my heart because it scares the crap out of me. But in order to get to that ultimate goal, I have to face the fear. I have to do the podcast. I have to risk people not liking me. I have to do the next thing. So that is a really important question. So I love that question. You could skip right to that question, honestly, if it's not related to the illness, if it's all about getting to a goal, that is such a good question to ask yourself. Is my fear counter to my ultimate goal? So that's the end of that worksheet. But I want to say when all else fails, you knew I was going to go there. Gratitude. Okay. Gratitude is the key to celebrating in this lifetime, even when everything around us feels scary and weird and uncomfortable. You know, we need to find the joy in our lives right now, today. There is something to be grateful for. And if you can put yourself in that energy of gratitude, your day will shift and things will begin to open up for you. And if you haven't yet grabbed my free gratitude printable, you guys know you can grab it at atouchofla.com slash gratitude. And of course, you can grab that fear worksheet at atouchofla.com slash fear worksheet, one word. So that's, that's it. I hope that that kind of inspires you and I hope it gives you some faith through all of this fear. If you guys liked this podcast, I love to hear from you over on Instagram at Party Decorations and Positivity. Also, if you could share this podcast and rate and review it so we can help others find peace during this time, I would be so grateful for you. Just know that I'm thinking of all of you during this time and I hope you can use the resources we've talked about today to release your irrational fears. And don't forget to take a little time this week to celebrate your life. I'll talk to you guys next time.